in a terrible rut. Eat and sleep and that's about all. You don't even have any real conversations. Tell me your uncle's. My uncle Charlie. Charlie. Oh. <laughs> Charles, you're looking great. One of the prettiest girl on the block. Charlie. We're all happy now, Uncle Charlie. Look at us. <laughs> Not many people, unless they're pretty big film viewers, will say, oh yeah, Shadow of a Doubt. That doesn't pop to mind. But that was Hitchcock's own personal favorite of his movies. And it stars two actors who are not well-remembered now, but were wonderful actors, Teresa Wright and Joseph Cotton. Joseph Cotton is, is in Citizen Kane. And the reason why he liked it was that he, he'd only been in America a little time. And the first couple of movies he'd made in America, like Rebecca and Suspicion, they were still like set in England, kind of glamorous, all shot in studios. This movie they shot actually in Santa Rosa, California, on location. It was a much smaller town then. And uh, with a, no big stars in it. So there was no, they didn't have to worry about that aspect of the film. They could do what they wanted with it. And Hitchcock loved it because it was the idea of introducing evil into what seemed like the perfect small American town. It, it set place in Santa Rosa, California, but it could be anywhere. Um, I think he, people who followed in his footsteps, like it, you think about like David Lynch in a movie like Blue Velvet, it's kind of the same idea, much more. That movie is much more graphic and sordid, but... Or Although, you could see that shadow of a doubt could be a, the the inspiration for for the for Blue Velvet. Saying it could be, you know, like he Hitchcock liked this idea that that uh, there was good and evil, and evil and good, and that even in this perfect town, and so. Now, this is another one where I haven't seen this film in, in over thirty years, but I have a distinct memory of really liking the Teresa Wright character. Well, she's a wonderful actress. She's, uh, um, she did two or three films in a row at that time. One of her most famous is The Best Years of Our Lives. She always played a, a kind of character who seemed innocent, sincere, you know, but at the same time was very smart and, um, and has her eyes open. And so, yeah, she's a wonderful actress. Shadow of a Doubt is another one of those films of Hitchcock's where you know who the bad person is. You know it right from the start. This Joseph Cotton character is the merry widow murderer. He's a, a, a guy who marries rich older women and then murders them and takes their money. And his name is Charlie, and he's the Uncle Charlie of this wonderful family that lives in Santa Rosa. And the Teresa Wright character, the teenage girl who loves her Uncle Charlie, is also named Charlie, which is interesting because they, they even talk about, oh, we're like twins, you know. But... The thing about it is that she's very good and innocent, and he is the epitome of evil. And he comes to he comes to this town, and Shadow of a Doubt refers to her her doubts that build and build about Charlie until she realizes he really is a murderer. And yeah, so it's it's very compelling. And as I recall, it, it the, the suspense sort of builds throughout the 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 final third of the movie. Yeah, and I don't want to give stuff away, but it does become, you know, Hitchcock, it, he doesn't just do suspense. He does action really well, too, right? Incredibly well. And we love Hitchcock for all the 
crazy action sequences that end some of his movies, people hanging off of Mount Rushmore or the Statue of Liberty as climactic scenes. I love those as a kid. And again, that's why, why Hitchcock is, is so wonderful because this is a weird comparison, maybe, maybe a flawed analogy, but in some way he's like the Beatles of filmmakers. Because you think about when I think about my parents, I'm old enough. My parents were born before rock and roll. They grew up before rock and roll even existed. So if you asked my parents in the 1960s to name like a rock and roll band, they could probably name one. They could name the Beatles because the Beatles were so everybody knew about the Beatles, right? And the Beatles were like incredibly popular, and everybody liked them. But at the same time, they were highly innovative and artistic. And that's that's what Hitchcock's like. He was. Hugely popular. Everyone knew his name. He was, uh, if, if anyone knew a director's name in the golden age of Hollywood, they, in the public, they knew Hitchcock. But at the same time, I mean, to this day, he still studied in film school. He does amazingly innovative stuff. And you look at Psycho from 1960, it created a whole subgenre of horror movies uh, that, that, went, that is still going on to this day. He followed Psycho with The Birds. Uh, and then after that he had, and Marnie followed that and that was somewhat successful, but then he did had a period of time where his films really weren't that successful and he seemed a little bit passe, but he came back in 1972 with his second to last movie frenzy, which, uh, when I, the first time I saw frenzy was at the Bijou theater in East town, uh, when I was in high school and it was a double feature with psycho and uh, frenzy, uh, was also his return to England. Uh, where he filmed, actually, the uh, reading up on it, the the most of the neighborhoods where it was filmed were the places that he grew up. So there's a little bit of autobiographical. And we were talking about the wrong man scenario. This is one of the wrong man films because mm-hmm. the actor John Finch plays Dick Blaney, who's uh, accused of murders that he hasn't committed. But he's friends with the guy who is the murderer, and we know who the murderer is. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and then there's Alec McGowan, who plays the the police inspector, who's uh, who's uh, uh, trying to figure things out. And uh, and it really fit, it fits in with Psycho, but it's also you can see it's Hitchcock's first time using. It's an R-rated movie. There's nudity, and there's the violence is a little bit more graphic. Yeah, it's it's his only R-rated film, and he he I guess once they knew they were going to do that. He took advantage of it and was did he doesn't go over the top with it, but he does do a few things that are more graphically violent than he's ever been able to do in a previous film. By today's standards, frenzy is compared to horror films now it's tame. Yes, right. But but you know you named Psycho and the Birds. I mean, would it be fair to say that in a way modern horror was invented by by Hitchcock? Is he really the first innovator of what? became I mean not there were plenty of psychological horror films but in terms of yeah I mean you you think about horror films before Psycho and they primarily were like um, you know monsters Mm -hmm. they they weren't the human monsters they were the monsters of of, you know Frankenstein and Dracula and the mummy and and then but Psycho makes it the psychological taking that psychological horror even further and um, um, and yeah I mean it's funny though you that we give him credit for that. Uh, a lot of film critics would say that it also spawned a lot of really bad slasher movies. Oh, there's no question. But you can't blame the the person who did it. I mean, you can look at all kinds of innovation in the arts, and someone does something better than anybody else, and then they have a million 
inferior imitators. So you saw Frenzy for the first time uh, in the past few days. What was your impression? I thought it was good. I mean, it was. Uh, I looked at some of the extras on the DVD, and his his daughter uh, Patricia uh, Hitchcock, who who often does show up commenting on his films, said it was a return to form for him. That he'd been kind of forced to make a couple of bad studio films in the in the late '60s, and and this was like a good old fashioned Hitchcock film again. But it's also funny. There's parts of it that are funny too. And he makes he the the. the uh... Chief Inspector is uh, is married to a woman who is experimenting with cooking different cuisines, yeah. but that's a way to sort of uh, make fun of the British diet as well. I mean, it's not they're not really making fun of the the international cuisine so much as the home cuisine. What's funny about that character? She's making this unbelievably awful food. She thinks she's making like like um, gourmet French stuff. All her dishes have these French names and French sauces, supposedly. But really, all they are is taking, we think of British food as bad, and making it worse. And the, the husband can't even eat it, the detective. But what's interesting about her, she seems like this, you know, unimportant character, but she keeps telling him stuff about the case, and she's on the right track. So that's Frenzy from 1972 and Shadow of a Doubt, from 1943 by director Alfred Hitchcock. Women keep busy in towns like this. The cities, it's different. The cities are full of women, middle-aged widows, husbands dead, husbands who've spent their lives making fortunes, working and working. And then they die and leave their money to their wives, their silly wives. And what do the wives do, these useless women? You see them in the hotels, the best hotels every day by the thousands. Drinking the money, eating the money, losing the money at bridge, playing all day and all night, smelling of money, proud of their jewelry, but of nothing else. 